Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of The Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today, I'm really excited to introduce one of my students, clients, and agencies to our program, Stephen Fry of Quantum Branding. He creates authentic and memorable brands that grow and sell through the power of brand science. Stephen is a branding master. He has helped over 150 major brands. He's launched over 500 SKUs, that's actual products in the marketplace. He's worked with companies like Target, Cracker Barrel, Walmart, in Mars Pet Care. And recently, he launched a white label branding service for other digital agencies to offer branding packages to their clients, where he can bring this Fortune 500 branding skills to your client base. I'm really excited to welcome Stephen to the program. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you, podcast listeners. Stephen, what is it that attracts you to branding? Ooh, you know, I remember when I was sitting in an agency, I got a book called Designing Brand Identity. And before I knew that I was going to work in branding, I found that book and I just fell in love. Um, it's the process. It's this intersection between art and commerce. I think how ideas are presented, uh, they're qualified and quantified, whether they're commercially viable. Um, it's, it's really a way to communicate, articulate, but also sell, uh, but also create a, a message that embodies more than just the product. Uh, so it's this combination of big picture, little picture processes. Uh, for me, it's science, it's psychology, it's emotion. And it's pretty much the all the things that make us up as a human being uh, turned into visual and verbal communication for companies. 
So you're saying it's more than a logo or less than a logo? <laughs> it's definitely more than a logo. And actually, I like to wear the use, brand, use the word brand mark. Um, I like to help people transition to thinking of, you know, when you think logo, you think of just, you know, it's a thing on a page. Uh, when it's a brand mark, um, it's just a mark that's embodying the brand. And there's so much more to the brand than just that mark. So, um, you know, it, it helps people transition into understanding that it's not just about the logo and that's not their brand. When I was running my agency, we, we were very much focused on websites and, you know, we'd have these clients that show up and their, you know, their brand, right. Which I now understand is a little bit bigger context. At the time I was very focused on logo and colors. Uh, Cause for us building the website, that was kind of the main thing. It was like, do we have a logo? Do we know what colors we're going to be using? Uh, and occasionally a client would, would deliver us kind of a brand guidelines uh, kit or, you know, pack or whatever. And, um, but sometimes they would deliver us a lot less than that. You know, it's kind of this logo and you're kind of like, uh, I got to work with that, you know, like, um, yes. so yeah, I mean like how, how does brand affect, uh, the, the, the type of stuff that we work with online, like their website, how does brand, uh, affect their copy? How, you know, just kind of give us the little, little schooling on all the places that brand shows up in, uh, in our clients' businesses. Yeah, great question. So when it comes down to brand, there's the visual and the verbal, but then there's also the strategy, which is kind of the MO of the organization behind it. Um, you know, so brand strategy comes down to, you know, how you communicate your tone uh, of voice, the type of, you know, pronouns you use on a website. I'm sure my content friends are, are, are loving that uh, to know that that affects that too. Uh, but you know, it affects everything from your content, the way that you deliver it, the, the, uh, whether it's first person, third person, as well as the way the messaging is phrased, as well as the experience that all those messages, whether they're visual or verbal, verbal are supposed to communicate. So, you know, it's not just the, the logo and the, and the colors, it's literally what type of photo are we putting on there? Are we putting on a deadpan photo of the person using the product and they look cheesy like a stock photo, or is it, you know, demanding a, a high-end looking, you know, custom photo shoot that has an editorial style, soft, fuzzy focus, you know, what, um, what is the lens that we are using to interpret everything we're doing? So when it comes to web, you know, having more than just a logo or a brand mark and a color, you know, you said you had people that give you kits. I'm like, wow, who are they? I want to know who they are because most people don't. It, it didn't happen it, very often, Stephen. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like uh, people who live in Nashville. They're like, really? You're from Nashville? Um, <laughs> there's not many original people who actually grew up here. So you know, when it comes to a website, it becomes the lens that, you know, from a business side, here's the strategy of how we articulate our services and the goal and the experience we have in mind. Um, for the content person, it's the lens that we write through. And for the web person, it's the experience down to the, to the UX. It's the, the style of the photo on the page um, for a customer testimonial. Is it circular? Is it square? What is the typeface? And so all of those characteristics uh, come through. So a great mm. example, as I would say, is imagine if you got a package in the mail and I said, Brent, I'm inviting you to my wedding. And you're like, awesome. Brent, please wear this. And you're like, okay. Well, you open it up and there's a superhero costume. You're like, what? So if you, if you showed up to a wedding 
and there was a superhero costume and you were expected to wear it, hopefully this is a destination wedding and everyone's dressed up like superheroes. You would feel really ridiculous with a costume on and you got there and everyone else was wearing black tie. And then unfortunately, that's the scenario that a lot of websites and website um, agencies, web agencies and, and customers and clients are presenting. They're wearing the best costume that they know how to have, that they think will do the best job of saying who they are, what they do and why they matter. But they show up and everybody where is else wearing is wearing something that's more polished and refined. Mm. Um, so they can't get to the awards show. They can't get to first base. And first base is the customer. Um, I call it branding baseball. You have to first be able to get to the customer. You have to be able to knock it over, you know, uh, second base, which is uh, your competition's head. You want to hit a home run. And then the other foul line is your industry. So there needs to be some thought of how do I talk to my customer? How do I operate in a way that acknowledges my industry norms, but how do I hit a home run? Or you could even bunt it, but you have to know how your industry and your competition are working. And so even understanding, you know, what type of design you use, if you want to make it cheesy, you know, there's some websites I go to that it's very, very clear that they have a tongue in cheek brand. And that doesn't happen on accident. That happens very strategically. Um, whether, um, so so that's kind of the thing is the Bible, uh, the branding baseball um, is, is a great way to think of, okay, I need to talk to my customer. I need to talk to my, my uh, competition. I need to be able to operate within the boundaries of customer and industry. And only then can you hit a home run yeah. um, and get back. One of the things that, and I, lo- I love that that metaphor of, uh, of thinking about those different kind of like the zone that you want to play in. One of the things that, that really, um, you know, as, as we've been, you and I have been working together on this and, and talking about this, uh, that kind of stood out to me was how much uh, branding like our agency was doing on the fly, kind of branding on the fly with our clients. When I think back to, you know, there was a while where we were uh, building mood boards or because uh, we were trying to get a little bit of design input from the client before actually going through all the pain of designing out an entire site. But even then, we would design a couple of different website concepts. And usually those concepts were you know, kind of pulled from the designer's head in terms of what they were feeling about that brand, uh, you know, versus pulling it from some like really nice guidelines type doc where it's like, hey, here's the visual identity of the company. And then we were, you know, and I I think back and I think, gosh, we would present like two different concepts that were so different. They, I mean, they might as well have been done for different brands. Like we were literally developing the brand through the website design. And I think now I realize how backwards that was that we, we shouldn't have been doing that, that we should have had really solid visual and verbal clarity coming into the website project. And there probably should have been, you know, some slight interpretation of the brand in terms of the website. Like maybe there was a few things that are like, we, we kind of are creative within a box, but it shouldn't have been like this complete blank canvas. Like we sure. were the ones, the web teams defining the company brand, right? Sure. And I get it like that. Like, don't be down on yourself. Like that makes sense that, you know, there's the proverb when I was a child, I acted like a child. When I was older, I acted like an adult. Um, That's that makes sense because that's how we think. And until we address how we think from a branding framework, we can't get out of that rut. So it makes total sense that you want to present two different ideas to a client 
And then you make them completely different because you feel like I need to appeal to two different sides of the coin, or I need to present two different ideas to show that my agency is thinking and is diverse. But unfortunately, in, in your scenario, you said you had the designer create a couple different concepts. Well, you know, usually you get what the designer, you know, thinks is good based on their experience. That's not based on your business. You get the emperor's new clothes. It may be Brent says it needs to be purple. That's not based on your business. You know, your customer, your customer's tastes are not your own. And then usually you may get something that's on trend, you know, that works for a little bit. And all those things could work in the marketplace, excuse me, could work in the marketplace, but after two to five years, they're going to fizzle out and you're going to find yourself, you know, with a brand mark and, a, and, and design that falls flat and it doesn't talk to your customers the right way. So having a unifying strategy, you know, that, that brings that all together, you know, uh, is, is what does that, you know? So instead of that scenario, imagine what if I said, Hey Brent, let's talk once a quarter. And we'll talk about all the things you have going up. I know that you do EOS. Let's talk about all the issues on your issues list. Let's talk about all your projects. And let's talk about how we can translate your brand into these new experiences. And then we're going to use your YouGuru's brand as the lens of which we filter everything. And then if you came up with a new product that did or did not fit the YouGuru's, you know, model and the you guru's mission and the you guru's avatar and the people who you're trying to reach, it's going to be very clear in that session. You know, I just did this with you. I had an idea and you're like, Steven, that doesn't fit the mission that you just said. Uh, we were, we were talking about, you know, ideas and I had an idea to create this, this weekend retreat branding extravaganza. And, and you said, you know, is that what you want to do? Is that what your competitors want to do? Um, is that the best way to articulate your mission? And so, you know, you can get rid of all that lag time, all that lag time of going back and forth with a client, presenting a bajillion different ideas that all look different based on, uh, you know, the designer's ideas, based on trend, based on, you know, your tastes. And you can cut through the fluff with a really, really sharp knife and sharp knights cut clean and they, you know, and they do the job right. You know, I call that dull knife exercises, you know, all the, those are dull knife exercises going back with all the concepts, all the different ideas, um, the mood boards from your designers. Those are exercises that are in, in branding using a very dull knife. Hmm. Uh, so, so we want to help you. Um, I want to help agencies. I want to help people like you, you know, really cut through the fluff very quickly and say, how do we help you accomplish your mission? How do we share your business, who you are, what you do? Um, in the fastest way possible. And for an agency, that's a lot of headspace. That's right. a lot of work that, do they know much about that? Do they want to get into systems and operations? Do they want to do stakeholder meetings? Do they, you know, they're already doing a discovery. They're already doing, you know, their sales process, interacting with the client and, you know, managing their team. So that's a lot of headspace. And then that's also another skill set that it took me, you know, it took me a while to figure out that, wow, you know, I'm walking along all these other folks and you gurus and there's a whole set of problems they have. I didn't know they had yeah, because we're not talking about it, but we both do two different things. And yet we're both existing in a space so tangent to each other that once, you know, I kind of had the aha moment, it kind of made sense. Like, wow, here's a way that I can make the most impact and help the most people. And it's not actually always just within clients. It's actually working with those agencies. 
And I definitely want to come to some of the stuff that you've done with, uh, I know you've been working with one of our, our mentors on a rebrand, but before I go into that, you know, you, you and I had kind of workshopped through this idea of like a white label branding agency for agencies. Cause I, you know, all I could think about was, you know, these clients that would show up with these, you know, logos and tatters and we're like, Oh my God, that's what we have to work with. And usually we'd convince the client to at least let us do the logo uh, which meant we would do, you know, a $500 or a thousand dollar like logo redesign. And we'd contract that out to some logo designer, bang out 25 different concepts and the client would pick one. And at least we'd be working with like a better logo, uh, but still not really like a brand. And what I think, you know, you showed me some of the stuff that you did with one of our mentors for, for her client. Uh, and I was like blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, like if I had this before starting a project, you know, that would have made my whole team, you know, so much <laughs> happier. Right. And, and, and so before I go, I mean, it's, it's cool for us to talk about like your work, but, um, I think launching a white label service, right? Like a service where you're working with other agencies, uh, is, is complex on a number of different fronts. So from an agency level, I'd love to just kind of understand, um, you know, how you went about kind of like collaborating with other agency owners and mm -hmm. thinking about your own white label service to offer other agencies. Like what, what was that process? Like, how did you figure out how to, how to find that need with them and also collaborate alongside with them? Yeah. So, I mean, it really started with, you know, who are the people that I already know? Um, you know, there's, there's something to be said about gathering wisdom from strangers. And then there's something to be said about gathering wisdom from people that, you know, directly. And so, um, you know, over the past, you know, I've been in, in, you know, with you gurus through the boot camp, through, uh, you know, through you Academy pro I've been through those two programs. Um, and I've met some people, and it first just started with phone calls and, and just sending messages like, hey, do you have 15 to 25 minutes we could talk about this? Um, so I did, you know, what, um, you know, in the YouGurus camp, we call, you know, customer development interviews. Um, and that one-on-one -on -one, uh, has its place in the right place as a sales cycle. Um, and from what I've learned, you know, it's appropriate when you're developing a new product that you need to get traction. And so um, that was the right time to do those interviews. Um, I can't, the, the long term, I'm not going to be doing interviews to talk with people to sell my, sell my services. Um, that doesn't make sense. But for that initial discovery, I had to find out, you know, what are the pain points they have? And I came to them with a hypothesis. The hypothesis was that um, web agencies don't have branding processes or skills in place. Um, and I kept pairing, I, I had a much longer sentence to begin with, and I kept pairing it down every, um, every call I got to make it just so succinct, like web agencies don't have this. And people were like, yeah. And, and all of a sudden the, the conversations were a lot easier. Um, when, when we were talking about, you know, I don't know, people would literally give me golden nuggets and I would write them down and it would be like, I don't know how to sell or tell the client that they need this, that they need branding, that they need a new brand mark. I basically was given an ugly little, you know, clown logo and I want to put it on a Mercedes website. You know, the, the, you know, I just use those as style comparisons. Like, you know, they're, they're getting sloppy brand marks and then the client wants them to put them on a refined product. How do I handle that? I don't know how to handle that. Or, you know, I would hear that the brand lives in the client's head. There's no guides. It's captive in there. How do I get it out? 
Um, I have a designer whom does great work, but they, like you were saying, they just make stuff pretty. They don't have the skill set. Uh, the skill set. Uh, we're reinventing, you know, we're reinventing um, the the client's brand on the website. Um, or, you know, I'm not confident with my designer's design capabilities. Um, I'm exhausted trying to crail other designers, and I, I get getting these nuggets. Um, and and then we started to dream together. I said, well, what if you had the ability to give your designers, you know, a mood board to build your websites from that was drawn from, you know, you know, branding and, and the, the brand guidelines and the visual and verbal style were, were presented to you. You're like, Oh my gosh, it would save me so much time and save me so much money. And all of a sudden the conversation started turning into from me, Hey, what are your pain points to dreaming new possibilities? And, you know, I couldn't tell them what those solutions are. They had to tell me by saying, here's the problems I'm having. And it's weird. It was like a light went on. Like I've heard this, you know, you do problem, you know, and then here's the result or, you know, here's, you ask a question and then they give you an answer. And before it was this, it was, you know, this is what you do during a customer development interview. And instead this was, here's what I'm doing with, you know, cohorts and we're having a conversation and there was just a different level of understanding and they were just very candid and they said, here's the things that are going on with my business. And if you can get to that point, you know, when you're doing an interview with someone, you know, they're literally giving you everything that you would put on your sales page or, you know, your, your proposals are, you know, and then they say like, Oh my gosh, you're in my head. And I'm like, well, I was, you told me. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> repeating back. Yeah, I'm just repeating back to you what time. you just, what you just told me. Yeah. You mentioned a couple things. I, I'd love to to dig into a couple of these things that you uh, that you just kind of ran through. Um, like, let's say, for instance, I'm a web agency, uh-huh. and or maybe I'm a digital marketing company, right? Who's very focused on like lead generation and uh, you know traffic and stuff like that. Or I'm an, a web agency and I'm building websites. Or I'm an e-commerce you know uh, focused a- agency and I'm building out shops and, and things like that. Or even like an app, you know, an app development. Uh, shop right, and your client shows up, and it's clear that they don't have their branding house in order. You know, and and maybe for me when I was when I didn't really understand branding, that would kind of show up as like a bad logo, or uh, you know, atrocious messaging or or whatever. And they didn't have any real like guidelines or standards to give me. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking like this: their disorganization or their lack of a solid brand investment, it is going to affect my work. You know, like our portfolio is going to have this thing in it uh, when it's all said and done, right? So right. let's say I'm, I'm in that meeting and I'm talking to this client. And it's clear that they need work on their branding and that's not really something that I provide. Um, how do I, you know, how do I educate the client without being a brand expert that, you know, this might be something that they want to uh, invest in before or during our you know, web project, right? Like how would I have that conversation with them? Because I think a lot of people, uh, small businesses in particular, when they think brand, they think logo or they think colors, right? So how, you know, how do you give our listeners kind of that quick and dirty uh, way to have that brand conversation with their client of like, hey, I think that there could be some opportunity here. Uh, We'd like to talk to you more about it, but I think that this could be uh, keeping you from having a really great experience with our web team, for example. Sure. 
Um, some of the simple things, you know, first of all, you know, trust your gut. I mean, if you, you buy products every day in the commercial marketplace, you know, I think you wake up in the morning and interact with over 150 brands, uh, before you've even gotten your cup of coffee, you know, from, you know, the products in, in your bathroom to your bedroom, to walking to the kitchen. So we're not, we're not, um, you know, uh, removed from the same customer experience. We, we need to bring that into, um, the, the meeting place too. And remember that we are a customer. And so in, in the sense that if you just look at it and, um, and something says, you know, you need to say, um, tell me a little bit how you came to get this. Um, ask them, you know, ask them to tell you, you know, tell me about this brand mark. Who did that? Oh, well, I knew um, kid in college, you know, oh, it's my nephew from church. That's my favorite one. Nephew or a kid from church, um, you know, uh, or, um, yeah, it was just a quick thing we needed. It was $500. Um, I, you can immediately kind of correlate the amount of money that they've spent usually to the amount of time and intentionality. So first and foremost, trust your gut. If you feel like something's wrong, you know, open up the conversation and tell me more about this. Tell me about your brand mark. Tell me how you landed on that. Um, and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, this was my father's company. It's what his uncle drew back in 1928. And then you can have a segue and say like, oh, that's awesome. Um, are you guys still in the same market as your uncle? And they'll be like, no, we're in a totally different market. Uh, we went in a new direction. We have new services. You know, so usually it's, you know, the big categories are, you know, a new product. You know, they have a new product or they're in a different market now than they used to be. Um, you can kind of find out, you know, what is the history behind the logo? That's the easiest go-to first. And usually that will tell you what you need to know. And you can say, you know, how confident are you that, you know, in the, the brand mark that your uncle drew or the kid from church drew or, you know, um, that college student. And, and they'll usually kind of tell you like, you know, eh, we're okay with it. And I could say like, what, what if you were more than, you know, okay with your logo? What if you saw that as an investment, you know, over, you know, when we hear about brands being valuated, you know, usually it's 85 to 90% of, of the brand's valuation is based on the brand equity, which is the brand mark, all the assets, the whole total kind of environmental fog that surrounds a brand. You know, it's really not about Apple's products. It's about the brand. It's about the experience. About It's about everything, you know, verbal, visual, visceral, you know, objective, subjective, emotional. It's all those things tied in there. There are a lot more than that brand mark, but that brand mark is the linchpin. It's the keystone that ties it all together because we codify shapes in our head. So to digress, you know, you ask them, you'd be like, what if you could be more than okay with that? You know, that's just a first, you know, simple one. Um, and then, you know, I even have, you know, a couple different tools that I, that I like to share with folks. And I don't know if, um, now's the time to, to, to tell you about that. But, um, you know, one of them is just, you know, using their, their attributes, you've gone through a discovery or you're at the table, they're telling you about their business and you can just literally look back and say, okay, how is your brand mark, you know, helping you be professional? Um, how is your brand mark helping you communicate that you provide, you know, um, real estate services 
you know, or you can just use the qualities and the attributes that they're telling you that this is who they are and this is who they want to be and just say like, okay, what is your brand strength in that capability? Is it poor? Is it fair? Is it good? Is it excellent? And then you say like, okay, your typography, uh, you know, that's pretty important for your success and yet it rates really low. So you can literally start to draw, you know, um, draw a comparison and an analysis of, you know, and the term I use is distinct brand assets. If I hear someone say DBA someday that's listened to this podcast, I'll be so happy. Um, instead of thinking logo or brand mark, we need to think of brand mark as part of a set of assets that are distinct and they're distinct to that company. So they're distinct brand assets. And that's your brand mark. That's your color. That's your type. Uh, that is your voice, your tonality, how you communicate. So you can just literally start looking at those things and, and telling the client, you know, first you had a guttural reaction. Second, you ask them about it. Third, you can kind of just ask them, be like, hey, this is who you say you are. This is who you say you want to be, you know, and looking at this just, you know, off the cuff, you know, it doesn't look like you are leveraged in a position for success that your brand mark or your colors or your type or your photography on your current site or project is really going to help you be successful. So um, it's usually just looking at what they have already and just starting a conversation. Uh, but then, you know, moving from that conversation is usually uh, where they may not have the skills, but to jumpstart that conversation, you know, it's like, Hey Brent, you've, you got a little something on your face. What? I got something on my face. And, <laughs> And that's literally I don't know how people feel about that though. You know, sometimes it feels a little bit like, I mean, it's, it's like they say that the, the real friend will, will tell you when you have stuff on your face, but, um, yeah. you know, so is that, um, is there and any, that's what I want people to be, I want the web agencies to be their clients, real friend. Mm. And I don't want them to be afraid of hurting someone's feelings because at the end of the day, they're, they may have a business, but the business exists. Maybe it may exist to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But the voice and face of that business has to interact with customers. And first and foremost, you know, brands have to, we have to address perception. And if you address perception, you know, from the business side, people are going to, you know, um, categorize and, and perceive that you are a certain level or caliber um, or, or, you know, market that you are, you know, for the customer, the first task is to navigate all the choices they have. For the business, the first task is to address perception. So it's two sides of the mirror. You know, the second step for a business is that they need to influence behavior, purchase, purchase my stuff. You know, and then for the customer, the second step, second step after they've navigated the product, you know. Um, so let's just use, for example, I worked with Mars Pet Care. We go down the pet care aisle, not a destination. No one likes going there. I walk down. I see on the shelves, I see a brightly colored package, uh, maybe with some the wolves eyes on the front. Um, you know, my perception is that this probably has something to do with ancestral meat, some, you know, uh, it's got a wolf on it. I pick it up. It says, yes, this is grain free. This is hundred percent meat. Oh, awesome. I buy it because it addressed my perception. I first noticed it. I attracted, I was attracted to it. I get it. Uh, NAG, that's a good acronym, NAG, notice, attract, get. So people have to notice you. They have to be drawn to you and then they have to get what you are, you know? So they have to see all the choices. They have to be drawn to it and then they have to put it in the cart. 
whether that's online or, you know, calling you up for, you know, um, you know, to ask more about your services. So perception is key. You know, if we can't start with how we're perceived, then we can't get anywhere. And that's key when you're sitting at the table with a client, like, Hey, let's talk about, you know, just how things look right now. Um, here's your brand mark. Here's your other things, you know, and, and just open up that conversation and find out how they feel about it, how they got there. And then say, would you be open to, you know, changing this? Well, what if they say no, Stephen? Well, say, well, what if I told you that 85% of your success comes from how you're perceived? Wouldn't you want to reconsider every word that comes out of your mouth? What your website is wearing per se, the photographs that you use, the words that you use on social media. And what if I could show you a way to make them more consistent? What if I could show you a way that you could address perception and communicate authentically to the people that matter to you most? Uh, what if I could build your business and make your business more successful? And this was the secret to it. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, you can't have that conversation until you, you, you say, Hey, you know, you got a little schmutz on your face. <laughs> so, so go out there and tell your clients that they have some stuff on your face. Steven, this has been uh, super insightful. I think just to understand branding a little bit deeper, I hope all of our listeners have taken some nuggets from that. Also understanding how branding uh, visual and verbal probably impacts the quality of their work, whether they do branding or not. And I just want to tell you personally, uh, working with you and seeing you come out with this uh, kind of new service for agencies to help them offer branding service, Fortune 500 level branding services to their clients, I think is is an absolute home run. So uh, thank you. I, yeah, I just want to thank you for all the insights over the last uh, half hour or so. Are you are you ready for our lightning round? Ooh, ooh, there's lightning. Okay, <laughs> sure. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes, there, there is a lightning round. Uh, all right, cool. So four quick questions here. Uh, number one, what is the best advice you've ever received? Ooh. Um, best, best advice I've ever received is that you're either, you know, green and growing or you're red and rotten. And, uh, my grandfather was a dairy farmer and he had lots of little quips like that. And so, um, that being one of them that, you know, if you've got to be willing to grow and change, um, and that's one of the things that I think that sets us apart. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Learning. Learning. I love learning. I love learning. So yeah, the first one, um, that is one thing that set me apart since I was little is I'm always soaking everything up. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find val valuable? I use, um, this is an interesting one. Um, I use, um, an app called OmniGraffle. Um, and, and that's just an app that, that I use on my, my computer that I'm able to sketch out and map out processes, uh, thoughts. I used it with a previous client uh, when we were rebranding her agency and we went through the naming process. Um, I was able to create several different uh, canvases and go very quickly between each one of them. Um, and it facilitated, you know, our conversations uh, with the ability to map out what we were talking about. So what book would you recommend and why? It's called Do You Matter? And it's about how good design uh, will make people care about you in your company. Um, so that's, that's my number one. I think that's a really approachable book. Um, and it really opens your eyes to here's how intuitively design is interwoven into everything we do. Um, as a designer, there's the phrase, uh, 
bad design is everywhere and good design goes to heaven. Um, <laughs> we don't know that uh, a mug is ugly until in non-functional until we pick up the mug, you know, and it doesn't work or the lip is off or the handle is weird. Um, you know, so uh, good design is, is we, we, you know, we, uh, it's invisible. We don't notice it because we're so used to it. And so this book, um, you know, talks about, talks about, you know, design and the importance of it in your everyday life. And I think it's a great primer and it is geared towards, you know, business owners and companies and brands. So, um, so yeah. So do you matter, uh, by, uh, Brenner by Robert Brenner. Awesome. We'll include that in the show notes, links out to that, as well as some of the other resources and books you mentioned during today's show. Uh, Stephen, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Uh, yes. Um, I've, um, add me on LinkedIn. If you're interested in connecting, you know, uh, you can see more, uh, about who I am and what I do there, but you can check out our website, um, quantumbranding.agency. Nice. And you had mentioned, um, I believe it was like the brand attribute scorecard. And, uh, the other day you and I were talking about, uh, maybe some example like brand pricing that you had shown me for some other, uh, that you'd given to some agencies to kind of help them, uh, value branding with their clients. Uh, is that something that we could have our listeners just like email you and maybe grab those, uh, resources yeah, from you as well? That, yeah. You know, so, so I've got, you know, the brand attributes, weaknesses and priorities worksheet. Um, it's a simple worksheet, you know, you're going to have to be familiar, uh, with asking some questions about, you know, um, during your discovery to use this tool. So you're going to have to be able to kind of pull out from the client, you know, what their attributes are about, you know, uh, their brand is, um, if you feel confident that you can use this worksheet and then, you know, definitely I also have, um, a pricing template that is a way to kind of gauge like, okay, here's the things that I see that they need. I don't know how to price them. How do I put that together in a package? And so, you know, I've got a pricing template, which is just an easy way to say like, okay, this is the ballpark that this needs to be in for you to adequately take on this project. Um, if someone says to you, you know, hey, can you do a brand mark for 500? You know, you need to know a whole set of questions of, you know, are they local? Are they regional? How much research is going to be put in into this? And there's several other things that go into this. So don't just say yes. Um, do your research and, you know, the pricing uh, template, um, uh, document is definitely the way to go. And yes, please send me an email and, and say what's on your mind. Um, it's just simply um, Stephen at quantumbranding.agency. It's S-T-A-E-V-E-N at quantumbranding.agency or simply hello at quantumbranding.agency because I have a unique name. So we've got to catch all of it. <laughs> took me a while to get, to get used to that, but that's, that's good as well. And so, um, and thank you for that. Thank you for those resources. Uh, listeners, if those would be valuable to you, if you guys got value out of Stephen's uh, talk today on branding, uh, definitely follow up with him on that. If you guys are on uh, in the car or on run and you're like, I have no pen to write that down. Just go to yougurus.com slash podcast, click on Steven's episode, and we'll have a very rich and detailed show notes page. It will link out to all of those resources as well as link to uh, Steven's email and you can follow him up, follow up with him uh, to grab those really cool resources. Uh, so check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Steven, thank you so much for stopping by thank the you. program today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, 
It's been a pleasure. It really has. And, and uh, it's great to kind of sit down and talk about things from a new perspective and, and especially, you know, the, the new developments with quantum branding um, in, a, in, a, in a new and different context. So it's been, it's been pretty fun. Very nice. Well, awesome. Uh, and thank you listeners for hanging out with us today. Um, we are going on a small hiatus at the Digital Agency Show. So we are retooling some things for this amazing program. So I just want to let you know this is going to be the last episode for a little while while we relaunch the wow, Digital Agency Show to make it even better. Uh, so stay tuned for more great info from that, uh, that announcement. So if you guys are curious to learn more about that, uh, we will definitely let you know when the show is going to be coming back. Uh, so thank you so much for being a valued digital agency show listener and subscriber. I promise you we will not disappoint when we relaunch the show very, very soon. That is our program for today. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, well, normally stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you from you gurus and the digital agency show. But uh, since this is our last show for a little while, check out some of our older episodes at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We've got uh, over 95 episodes in our library tons of the top minds in the digital agency space, tons of amazing entrepreneurs and consultants and people that are going to help you grow your business. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in, or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call, where we're gonna dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to YouGurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to YouGurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 